Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw. And today we have Krista Melanson. She is a relationship and dating coach. And I'm so very excited to welcome to, welcome you to the show. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be here. Ah, oh, so I've been, I've been so very excited to talk about this because of course I'm single and, um, you know, you, uh, like I was telling you, I have people that I know that jump on online dating or, you know, I have others that are single that are afraid to really get out there and date, whether they're meeting them online or in person, because they're just, it's just this fear that's out here, right? Um, This fear of being hurt, of being scammed and <laughs> all of these different things. So I'm so excited to have you here. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm really excited to be here. I hope I have lots of valuable information for you. Oh, I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> so first I want to know, like, what got you into this? Because um, I was telling you earlier, like, you're only the second dating coach that's been on the show in three years. So, you know, it's kind of few and far between as far as who contacts me, but I find it very interesting and very needed is what I'll say. Yep. It's, it's, I think it's a great um, it's a great thing to have people who can help you with something. And um, my daughter is a competitive athlete, and she wouldn't be where she was if she didn't have a coach, right? <laughs> and so I think that the people often don't think about coaches in terms of relationships or dating or or personal things. But I got into it. Um, I was a single mother of three and working multiple jobs and exhausted and not really having much of an adult life at all. Mm -hmm. Um, On the odd occasion when my kids were at their dad's and I happened to not be working, I would probably eat dinner out of a frying pan lying in bed watching TV, (laughs) right? It was not a glamorous life, but I knew there had to be more for me and I just wasn't having any luck attracting the right person into my life and so I you know sought out help and and did some work myself and took courses and all these things so that I understood the process better and then I met that person and my life just changed like the ripple effect is crazy that it had throughout every part of my body or my body but in every part of my life and then COVID hit I was working for an airline, so you can imagine where that went. I actually can. Um, my day job is in travel, so I understand. <laughs> so there you go, right? So the I was working for a regional airline that went from 800 flights a day to 25. Oh, wow. And um, so, you know, I, I had to sort of regroup and reassess. And then when they called me back after COVID, after being home for that time, I'm like, I don't want to work shift work anymore. And you know, um, I've become a little bit of a hermit. (laughs) And so I thought, you know, I, this might not be something I want to pursue, but then I thought, well, 
what else can I do? And sort of the biggest thing that affected my life was my relationship. And I thought, you know, if I can do this as a single mom with three kids and my partner is four years younger than me and had never had kids, (laughs) right? If I can attract this person, (laughs) then you know, there's hope for everybody. And mm-hmm. when I was dating, you know, I talked to friends and usually it was people over 40 and they would say it's soul crushing and it's embarrassing and humiliating and just frustrating. And I thought, you know what, it doesn't have to be that way. If I can help people feel better about the process mm-hmm. and help them attract that love into their life, like I did, then, you know, that's where I want to be. Absolutely. So that sounds wonderful. I mean, and it's it's so awesome that, you know, really the pandemic, it changed your life. You know, it changed it changed everyone's life, let's be clear, but yours in a much positive and powerful way. Now you have the opportunity to go out here and help the world, you know, the world of singles that truly need, they need that that refreshing outlook because everyone is tired <laughs> just tired it's true you know so to i can even feel that that weight you know you, like you you've lifted like it's lifted so i think it's very important for everyone to understand that number 1 you know the biggest thing that should happen is you know first you have to heal those wounds from those past relationships right definitely And I'm pretty sure you can help with help anyone with that as well. But, you know, in order to move forward and not take that what they call baggage, but it's trauma, um, you know, take that trauma into that uh, that future dating not even quite relationship, but that future dating um, mindset. Right. Um, So you help people with dating online. So I want to ask. Why do you think that online is a a good way to go? Well, a lot of people don't like online dating. Mm-hmm. And um, my response to that is that it's a way to connect with people. It should never be where you do the dating, right? And so if you think about organic connections, meeting somebody organically is the best way to do it for sure. But how much exposure, especially now when we all spend a little more time at home, how often do we meet somebody? And it's great to say, okay, I'm going to go to the grocery store and bump into this perfect man in the apple section. And that's great if you do, but it doesn't happen all the time. Likelihood. (laughs) Right? So I encourage people to think of online dating as that apple section where Mm -hmm. you bump into somebody and if you're in the grocery store and you bump into somebody you don't stand there and talk to them for three and a half hours and consider that your first date and it's the same with online dating if you meet somebody if you match with somebody you should be moving to an in-person coffee date only Mm -hmm. within a week because you don't want a pen pal and you can't get to know people online you need to meet them in real life, face-to-face in order to start to get to know them. And so if you make that connection online and and that person ticks your boxes and seems like they're a good person, then you move to a coffee date, which is, you know, half hour, 
usually maximum in a public place where you know you're safe. And then you can decide, is there something here? Would I like to have a first date with that person? So I only ever recommend the dating sites to be a connection location, not a dating platform. Mm. If that makes That's a sense. good point. That's a really good point. Um, because, you know, you think online dating is like, okay, so then I'm, we're going to talk and we're going to do this for two or three weeks. And, you know, next thing you know, it's three months. I haven't met him. Blah, blah, blah. And, but I like that you say within the week, you know, meet for coffee. Coffee is not heavy. You know, you yep. can get up and go right away. If you feel as though, ah, I don't think I really care for him. And it's not, um, you know, it's, there's no commitment. <laughs> exactly. Coffee. There's, there's no money spent, right? So right. nobody feels obliged in mm-hmm. any way. A $5 coffee, geez, you know what? I'll buy anybody a $5 coffee. Yeah. I like to do the thing when you go through the drive through and pay for the person behind you, right? Doesn't mean I'm committed to the person behind me. It just means that, you know, you right. spend something, yes. right? Yeah. And if you can't, if if you're chatting with somebody and they can't commit to meeting for coffee within two weeks maximum, then I would guess that they're not real. They're not genuine. They're not ready. They're otherwise involved with somebody else. Right. Right. It's a good, it's a good sorting mechanism as well. That's good. That's really good. Um, I love that you, you talk about the online dating when you say that people really don't get out. And that's the truth. A lot of my friends are like, you know, I really want to date, but like, where do we go? We really don't go anymore, anywhere anymore because, you know, even though COVID is, you know, not what it was, you still, we still have this PTSD in our head. And Definitely. as far as, you know, the Apple section in the grocery store, that really doesn't happen for me either because I either pick it up or have it delivered. Right. So, right. Exactly. So I don't make it to the Apple area very often. So that's uh it's very very good and i'm i'm using myself as an example because i always felt like online dating was a no no you know or you know kind of cliche or i don't there's know there's a taboo you... attached to that right. sure. very, especially very much when so. you're over 40 i have a 21 year old daughter she's on the app she rifles through the guys right it's yes. no big deal for yeah. her right but when you're over 40, there's still that little bit of taboo. Yeah, and different mindset, like, that stranger danger. You know, yep. you have all of that. And, you know, we, we grew up during a time where if you did something online, you may have, you know, ended up in a in a, in a a van somewhere. You, know? so right? you just have it in the back of your head. So I definitely, but you're right. The, the younger generation, they definitely, that's their thing. They grew up yeah. online, you know? So, um that's that's good stuff. So how important those that are willing to get online, how important is a fantastic profile and what tips can you give people? Well, your profile is your sales page, right? That's the first point of contact. And you want your profile to be engaging and interesting so that people want to know more, right? So, I mean, it's, it's super important to have a good profile, but you need to keep in mind to never make it like a resume, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You want to have little tidbits that leave them asking questions and wanting more. You want there to be a little bit of mystery in your in your profile, right? Like you don't have to list 
where you've gone to school and how smart you are, because they'll figure that out when they talk to you. Uh Right. And you need to get to know somebody you don't. And, and quite often people are guilty of putting, you know, I want this and I want that. And it comes off more as a list of demands Mm. and that's not attractive. That doesn't draw people in. Right. Absolutely. And if you have those questions, those are things that can be talked about at your coffee date. That's right. And that's that's what you should be doing. Absolutely. Definitely that getting to know you. So in online dating or in dating in general, what are the big hurdles that you find that men and women go through that they need to get over? Um, Well, I mean, a lot of people these days, and rightly so, are concerned about scammers Mm -hmm. and fake profiles. Mm -hmm. And um, those are here to stay. There's nothing you can do about that. I get them all the time, and I'm not even single, right? Mm -hmm. I get people popping into my inbox to hit on me, and I go and look at their profile, and they've got three friends, and they're, you know, they... It's it's always a fir- two first names like John right. Daniel or something. Yeah, right? yeah. So uh, scammers are here to stay. Unfortunately, um, I did a, a masterclass about scammers, and I put a little clip from a TikTok video that was so interesting about how scammers do it. They actually steal people's entire profiles mm. and duplicate them. Right. So it's really hard to know, but it that's just. Um, another really good argument in favor of meeting within a week or maximum two weeks, because then, you know, Mm -hmm. you see them face to face and you know, if they've got three heads and completely different than their profile. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, scammers are probably the biggest hurdle. Um, The other thing that people run into is ghosting, but that's not exclusive to online, but that just gets sort of that, that, um, you know, that stigma for online dating. Mm -hmm. But then that brings into the whole view that you don't want to have your relationship on 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 the dating sites, right? Or on the apps, Mm -hmm. you don't want to start getting emotionally attached or involved with somebody, because they could be anybody in the world, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There should be zero emotional attachment in a dating app. Mm -hmm. And you can prevent a lot of problems if you keep it that way right so don't talk to somebody for three weeks or a month and start to think oh this is really the one he's so perfect this is great for me because you have no idea who that person is so don't let the emotions get into the dating apps at all take it in real life and then you'll figure out there whether or not this person is, is right for you so i know some people that they have a (laughs) they date like out of town. Right. Um, So online dating, let's say you live in Nashville, this person is in Chicago. Is that something that you should move forward in doing? Cause you can't have coffee with him. No. Um, Well, it's to each their own, really. For me personally, I'm a hard no on long distance dating because I know it wouldn't be enough for me. I know it wouldn't fulfill me, but like you say, you can't have that coffee. So you have no idea. I read an article recently. Um, so unfortunate. I felt so badly for this woman, but at the same time, I didn't understand. She got involved with a man online that she'd never met. 
mm-hmm. and you know got heavily involved and lost two hundred thousand dollars to this man because they had this relationship, and then she did it again. Oh, she got involved with another man online, and he sent her a ticket to fly somewhere, and she ended up inadvertently smuggling drugs into Hong Kong. <clears throat> My gosh. And she'd still never met this man. Goodness. And so, you know, if you don't meet somebody face to face, and if they're continuously unavailable, that is the only red flag you need to block and walk, right? Mm -hmm. Block this person, walk away and forget they ever existed. Mm -hmm. Because if they can't meet you in person, then you don't know. And so if you've got a long distance thing going, you really and the other thing is too is you know let's say you meet up with a guy from chicago and you're in nashville and he says it's great i'm going to be in chicago and nashville on business this weekend i would love to meet you great so you can meet them are they from nashville are they from chicago are they just checked into a hotel do they have a family there's no way to know about somebody who technically is in another city. So mm-hmm. I just think you're best off um, keeping it close. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Makes really good sense. So, okay. We've got the coffee. Coffee goes great. Mm-hmm. Then what? Well, coffee goes great. Then you're ready to have your first date because I don't believe the coffee is the first date. Coffee is more like an extension of the meeting, right? Mm-hmm. So then you have the first date and that's really, um, that's dependent on, on what everybody's comfortable with. But I think um, a dinner is a good idea. You still don't know the person. So a public place, I think is still you know, valid. If you're somebody who's concerned about spending money, and I know a lot of people have qualms about this, right? Like they, they, some, and it's funny, both sides of it. Some women are absolutely the man should pay for dinner on the first date. Mm -hmm. And some women are like, I don't want to be beholden to him. So I don't want him to pay the, to do it. Um, Either way is fine, whatever makes you comfortable. But you have to be able to speak to this person and, you know, sort of set expectations in the beginning. And if you don't feel like you can talk to them, it may never get better. Right. So communication is a great sort of line in the sand to draw immediately to be able to communicate with somebody. And it's what you feel comfortable with. If you feel comfortable going out for dinner, that's great. Keep it casual, no more than two drinks so that you're not making decisions you wouldn't normally make. Right. right? Mm-hmm. If you would prefer to just go for a walk, make sure it's a walk in a public place. You know, you're not hiking into the mountains where who knows what could happen. Right. Sure. Keep it, keep it public mm-hmm. until you know the person a little bit better. And, you know, I, I think that women often think that they're the only ones who have jitters and struggle with these things, but, but men certainly do too. And so another thing that I think is, is really important is if you meet somebody male or female, who's um, seems like a good person, they are well-spoken and there's, you know, there's easy conversation, but you don't think, wow, you know, fireworks aren't going off. I don't think this is my perfect partner. Maybe give them a chance because maybe they're nervous. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, 
if you really don't like somebody, don't go out with them again. Right, but if right, you right. meet somebody and you go out with them and you think, well, you know, really nice person, great talking to them, and I just don't feel any fireworks, feel free to give them another chance and see if maybe they're less nervous the second time and there are fireworks, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, sure. I mean, we've all had friends, or I, I think lots of people have had friends who started out as friends and developed into something more, right? Which is really, I think, how it's supposed to start. It yeah. should start as the friendship, you know? You should get to take your time and get to know this person. Um, I mean, personally, is how I feel. Um, I believe Definitely. that if you can, um, I always say that the 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 biggest sexual organ that we have is our brain. So if you can, you know, intrigue the brain, you know, everything else can kind of move forward as it should. Okay. So Krista, tell us about your programs. Like, you know, if someone contacts you, what type of program can you put them in? Like, you know, if they're, they're looking, I know you, you do relationship and dating. So if a person is just trying to get to the point where they're wanting to go out, you know, do you have programs in for different levels for people? Well, my program is um, my main signature program is a one-on-one program. So it really does take the client where they want to go. And I firmly believe that um, the difficulty we have that so many people experience in dating isn't just the dating portion of it. Right. Because um, I had, I had a client that I worked with early on and she used to say, thank you for talking me off the ledge. Because when she met her, her now husband, Mm. it wasn't just meeting him, getting through the dating process. It was difficult for her. It was the, oh my God, you know, we spent all weekend together and now I've texted him and haven't heard back from him for, you know, two Mm -hmm. days or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the calming of the nerves and the guiding through. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, um, you need someone who's going to say, okay, calm down, give it a little longer and see what happens. Or no, you really shouldn't do that because you want to, you know, further the relationship or whatever. So, um, it's really up to the client to decide how far they want to carry the coaching relationship on in, in a relationship. But, um, some people maybe don't have any problem at all with dating, but then once they start seeing somebody like my client, I just mentioned, that's when they need to have the help. Right. And so with a one-on-one program, I can very much tailor it towards what it is that that person needs in whatever stage of dating that they're in. And one of those, I'll meet you where you are type. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that allows for the most flexibility. So the number one thing I believe that people need when they're dating and, and benefiting from a coaching relationship is support, Mm -hmm. right? There's always going to be obviously guidance and strategies and that type of thing, but support because when we're second guessing ourselves is when we make the most mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. When we're feeling uncomfortable and, and insecure, which everybody does, male, female, whatever. And I've talked to my boyfriend about this a lot too. And so I run things by him and I say, you know, when you were dating, did you? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm, I'm 
and he is the classic guy who doesn't really talk to guys about anything, but he'll talk to me about everything. Um, but, you know, the support, being there to support somebody is how it evolves into here's some strategies to deal with those things that are bothering you. That's nice. I love that. I, I love that. And again, I think it's good to have a relationship and dating coach because, you know, sometimes you may have certain things happen. And I know with me, I have a lot of, I have honestly more single friends than uh, married friends at this point. And a lot of us have certain things that we, that have happened to us and we're still healing through them. And, you know, if one of us is dating and we may go to the other friend who's in, try to get advice from there where she's giving you answers from her trauma. Right. Exactly. She loves you for sure. She doesn't want you to go through anything, but the answer is it may be from her trauma rather than that's why it's good to have a coach that can stand outside of the feelings and all of that to really give that advice and give that guidance and that support that's needed rather than your girlfriend going, that's a red flag girl. You better let it go. (laughs) Well, and the other thing is too, that I've always said is that when we're seeking advice from friends, Mm-hmm. We go to the friend who's going to give us the answer we want. Yes, that's true. Right? That's true. Because you have your, you know, your sister will say, oh, don't put up with that, walk away. And then your best friend will say, give him another chance. Mm-hmm. And you want to give him another chance. So you're going to go to your best friend. That's right. Yeah. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that the coaching sort of eliminates that bias. Mm-hmm. And especially me, because I'm very much a tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want to be hurtful to people. I want people to be happy and I want to protect them as well. But I'll tell you like it is. I mean, absolutely. If, if he's a red flag, then it's a block and try to do that with surgical precision. Right? Yes. I like it when you said block and walk. I love that. Block and walk. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah is such a good strategy for dating in so many stages, right? I'm my daughter's she's was dating this guy in the spring and he comes back in and out of her life and, you know, breaks her heart every time. And I said, you need to block this guy, right? Yeah. So that he cannot yeah. come back. And that's what yeah. it is. You and even if we talk you. Exactly. And even if you have, um, somebody who you're not interested in and you say, you know, geez, it's been really nice getting to know you, but I just don't think we're a match. I wish you all the luck in dating block them at that point. You've given them all you owe them mm-hmm. and then they can't come back and go, but was it me? And what happened? And you know, you're, you're protecting yourself in so many ways when you block and it sounds harsh, but these online dating sites and, and casual connections, you don't owe them anything. Mm, love that. Love that. So Krista, they can find more information about you at Krista-Marie.com. Yes. And then I'm. there's also a link. Um, it's links.usegoldstar.com. But you'll, you're going to have to click it from the show notes because it'll take you into a free profile review, correct? I can give you a better. Okay. Um, sometimes when I cut and paste, things go funny. Okay. So let me just see. So if you go ahead and just put it in the chat, then I'll go ahead and uh, and put it in the show notes as well. Perfect. Okay. So I, I'm going to give you two because I also have um, 
I also have one that's seven common dating mistakes that people make, which is a really good one. And it gives you just sort of a quick overview of some of those things that we do that we really shouldn't and we should know better, but we don't sometimes, right? I know it. So, so yeah, that's Excellent. it's both both little tidbits to help um help you get where you want to go, right? That's perfect. We'll definitely make sure that the audience uh receives that so they can look at your profile, it will get their own profile, actually look at your website to see what all you uh, you offer. And then of course, the seven common dating mistakes. And I pull that up myself <laughs> and see what kind of mistakes I've been making and stop making them. <laughs> when you know better, you do better, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And we all make the mistakes. It's by no means a criticism for anybody. Oh, we for all sure. make these mistakes. And, and every single one of those mistakes I made, <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, most of those mistakes I see my daughter making. <laughs> hey, right? you know, they said you got to you got to go through it in order to learn from it, I guess. You know, it's just what it is. But yeah. to know that there is love out there, there is healthy dating out there. That Absolutely. is good, good stuff to know. So, Krista, I asked the audience, I mean, I asked <laughs> I asked the person all the time to give the audience <laughs> One thing that they can take with them as a wonderful nugget and from you, what would that be? Never give up. There is somebody amazing out there for you. And I just hate to hear people say, you know, I'm going to stay single for the rest of my life because it's not worth it. It really is worth it. That person is out there. Don't ever give up because you will find them. Uh. That's phenomenal. And I believe that too. I believe that there is someone for everyone. Thank you so much for being on the show. I truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great talking to you. Wonderful. And I will definitely be in touch (laughs) because I got a feeling that you're going to be back. (laughs) Uh, So audience, I want to say thank you as always, because you can choose any podcast, but you chose this one. And until next time, you have a wonderful day. And remember, you matter and your story matters. Until next time, bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me. And check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.